Hi, my name is Anamika Hops, and this is The Art Friend Show, where every conversation focuses on getting to know the essence of creativity itself. I'd love to invite you as well to join me inside of Art Friend School, where we go deeper into these topics and join in with other art friends around the world. Thanks so much for joining us, and let's get to the show. Welcome to the Art Friend Show. Here's an artist you're gonna love to know. Hi, my name is Anamika Hops, and I'm an artist in Portland, Oregon, going live 100 days in a row to create the Art Friend Show. Most days I get to interview another art friend, and today we have a really special guest. She goes by Raven Press Art here on Instagram. Her name is Jennifer. She's going to pop in here shortly, and I cannot wait to talk to her. You're going to hear so much from her perspective and her work is gorgeous. Hi, there, there you are. You've done it. Hi, Jennifer. <laughs> yeah. Hello, hello. Will you, will you please introduce yourself and um, just tell us where working. you live? It looks like it's a little interrupted. Oh, okay, sorry. I didn't hear all of that. Yeah, it is okay. interrupted. So for uh, anyone watching uh, this, we just did a little troubleshooting. We're hoping that the that the connection works well for this interview. Um, right. Let's see. So just talk to me now. See if it's okay. So is that is it working now? Okay. It just gets choppy with you every now and then, but it could just be where my like where I'm sitting I'll just hold it like brilliant because it's we'll working right now works. so let's roll with it okay okay cool all right we'll roll with it all right so hi thanks for having me Anamika I'm Jennifer Anderson and Anamika's right I go by Raven Press Art online uh, and that stems from a long time ago but I'm currently in Monterey California I've been here for about 15 years and but I hail I'm a displaced New Englander I hail from New England uh, uh, I'm fortunate to still have a family home in Vermont, and so I get to, I kind of, I'm not straddling two coasts right now, but in the summers spend, I do. You spend so. some significant time yeah. out there, and your work responds to both coasts, it feels like. Absolutely, yeah, for sure, yeah. Having grown up in New England, all, all my work is nature-based. And so having grown up in New England, a lot of my work is based on the wildlife yes. and the nature, mm -hmm. flora, fauna that's there. And there's a lot of overlap with the, the animals and the that's birds so that are here. For sure. As someone, I've been on the West Coast yeah. my whole life, and I feel so disoriented when there's new plants and animals that I don't know anywhere <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's interesting. And I think it's mostly plants, like the animals and the, the birds, there's a lot of overlap, although you will see unique species here yeah. compared to there, but there are similarities. But for me, it's the plants like I'm so I used to know my plants in my garden, mm -hmm. flowers so well, and they're so different than the ones here that once you're uh, away yeah. from there, you Holy. forget them all. Can we see some of your art? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. So um, behind me, the, the lighting is pretty bad in here. I'm in a, yeah. I'm in a garage studio, and so there's yeah. this awful window up well, there that shines. People all can the also light. scroll um, your Instagram because you're good at presenting your work um, there. So this gives us kind of a sense of it in a space, but it doesn't, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah. I'll just kind of do a little rotation. So that's a lot of stuff there. That's a brand that's a brand new watercolors right there. It's an old charcoal. You are some yeah. So and then I have like this pile here of all the watercolors that are uh, just done. I wanna go but, through the pile yeah. and have them all. Yeah. It's a. Uh, they're cute. They're sweet. That's a brand oh, I new love one. that. I wanna buy that one for my friend Jules. We have a thing about rabbits. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I yeah. love your work so much. Um, so we're going to talk about a couple of really, really juicy topics. Um, and one of them is that you're really prolific in multiple mediums and you're actually like masterful in multiple mediums. Can you talk about that? What that's like? Yeah. Yeah, sure. So I think, so I actually, so to go way back, I went to university mm -hmm. and got a BFA in printmaking. And so I just felt like I had to identify yeah. as a printmaker forever. Like actually it was a really great crutch at the at early on because um, when I, back then I was too young mm -hmm. to have the nerve to call myself an artist. You know, I was just, kind of like that it seemed the too, process um, so the process like the you know it seemed to be a print but you had permission to be a printmaker right but i but it because it, it it kind of alluded to more like it well first of all you got to talk about it more because when you say printmaker people don't know what you're talking about and then you get to explain the printmaking process and it's like yeah. it's a great conversation right uh but it also, it was like, it was just an easy way to like, oh, I can identify as a printmaker and it took the pressure off of having to be yeah. an artist that's successful. And so it was really great. But I also, I think what it did is it also kind of took me out mm -hmm. of working in other mediums. Like I felt like, oh, I have a BFA in printmaking. Oh, yeah. So everything yeah. I do has to be mm -hmm. printmaking. And I think I didn't, I think part of what happened was I, I just I lost a sense of just all the other things you can do as an artist. I, I lost that connection to all these other things. And so actually when I turned 50, I decided I'm going to go back into watercolors. I want to relearn color in a different way than how I work with it in printmaking. And I want to understand, like, does it translate into printmaking wow. if I work in color and watercolor? So when I turned 50, I did like... 50 watercolors the 50 days before my 50th I birthday that. I did a watercolor a day idea. <laughs> yeah and um and it just it really it kind of it, it opened up a whole new world for me and I realized wow I can actually yeah. I can be a watercolorist painter and a printmaker and like it really became like just it just it broke down that barrier of having to and it, oh, I was happier as an artist, amazing. for sure. You gave yourself that versatility. Because, I think, mm -hmm. because it took the pressure off. Printmaking is very laborious. I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of art is laborious, but printmaking, I always have, you have to kind of psych yourself up to like start some of the processes because you don't go from like, oh, I'm going to make a print and there it is. You have to, you have a matrix you have to carve or scratch or create on. Yeah. You have to prepare paper. You have to ink up. You have to print. Then, of course, it never comes out the way you want it to the first time. So you start the whole process all yeah. over again and with a lot of modifications. And, and direct yeah. drawing, like the charcoals, and direct painting was so much more 
um, there was just, there was an element of yeah. almost immediate satisfaction that I was, I love printmaking and I love doing what I do in printmaking, but it's a much more yeah. long-term investment for each piece. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, it just takes longer to get your, to get your kind of the results, how you want them. Whereas like I can work on a watercolor for a couple of days and I can well, the really feedback bring it is to where very I want immediate. it to be. The immediacy, I'm with you on the immediacy of painting and drawing. Um, I, I did my BFA in painting and textiles. And I loved textiles for that reason too, for the dyeing process, for all of like the steps. But also, I, it, yeah. it sounds like in your story, until you were 50 days from 50, you had this like idea that you didn't work in that medium or something. Like maybe the immediacy was... Oh, I lost you for a second. Let's see if you're back. Are you back? There, okay. I'm here now. I'm back. Sorry, I tried to put my phone down instead of holding it. But it I can work. see you. So anyone who's watching, this is this is the hustle because Jennifer's arm is her tripod right now. I can see you in the Zoom, <laughs> like working so hard. I love you. I almost wanted to screenshot you. I was like, this is what it's like to make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm this is what we have to do better when you're there. I know. Okay, I'll <laughs> I know. I think it's also because I take like when I put well, it on my computer, it's not have good the signal. signal with all that metal. So um it must okay, well we're gonna pull with it. I yeah. hope your arm doesn't so, get too anyway, tight. Anyway, okay. I'm scared. No, I'll be good. I am on problem. I'm I'm with you. It's going to be 55 days, and I still don't really know my lighting. It's a whole thing. Um, so you taught yourself this watercolor technique in celebration of your 50th. And so yeah. printmaking, you're super well-versed in printmaking techniques. Watercolor. I've seen you work in oils. What's that like? Yeah. Yep, yep. So I, I do. I work in oils. Well, so the oils, oils pull me because I just there's such a lusciousness and richness when I look at oil paintings and then when I work in them and I can get the yeah. piece like where I want it to be it's a it's a totally different well I for me it's a completely different approach to art making I mean there's layers in everything there's layers mm -hmm. in watercolor there's layers in printmaking but with mm -hmm. oils it's such a give and take like watercolor you put it down yeah. And then, like, then you put it down, and, and you're, 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 there's not a lot of yeah. manipulation once you're there. And I feel like with oils, there's a lot of manipulation that can happen, and and Beautiful. the colors are just yeah. so different. They're, yeah, there's such a different. Um, I mean, I love watercolors, and I love the transparency, but I think I also love the the luminous yeah. quality of oil painting. But I feel like. I mean, I, I, I love doing them and I, I'm actually working on some studies right now because it's been a while since I've been working in them and I have some cool. plans that I want to, I want to work on. Uh, and, but when I've had a couple of shows where I have mostly yeah. oils um, at the gallery here in Carmel and it just, it feels really great, but it, it but it, it's too few and far between. Yeah. I need to make it more of a regular yeah. practice. And I think that's part of the struggle of doing the many mediums like that is like the watercolor pile that I just showed you. I mean, that's the last six weeks worth of work. Cause I've been like, mm -hmm. I need a new portfolio 
of watercolors. I've got to update my website. I need to update the gallery. I need to, you know, that, so I was like, okay, I'll start there because I know I can get my results when I want them. I can be efficient and I can be super, yeah, very predictable. Um, And so, but like when you're doing that, it's really Mm. hard to switch gears. Yeah, it's a whole different process. A slower drop, like the, okay. It's a different way of thinking too. It's a different way of building your image. And I think that's where like trying to be trying mm-hmm. to master all three mediums is definitely uh yeah it's just it's it's a bit of a it's a challenge it's a challenge yeah. that i embrace i mean how lucky you know i am to be able to to say okay i'm gonna work on oil watercolors for six weeks and i'm gonna get all these paintings done so i have new website and i have you know yeah. just Original. like product not yeah, product but yeah results, you, you have new work you right. have been so prolific i remember meeting you when we were both like doing a residency Mm -hmm. kind of art like we were stacked on top of each other (laughs) on a hill and you're just you had just so much prolificness with your works around you with printmaking original watercolors you know charcoal all of it it's it's you're very good at, at working and yeah well i think that part of it is and you can relate to this is I raised a family and in raising a family, the time is not the, what you anticipate is yeah. going to be. There's yeah. surprises every day there, you know, there's, there's all the other challenges yeah. that you have in raising a family and how do you juggle that? How do you juggle doing that and yeah. trying to uh, create your art career? Like I'm very, I'm very hard on myself. I think I all that our comment. hearts, critics, I mean- but yeah yeah what was that (laughs) um there's there's like i don't want to do it unless i can do it to the to the highest degree of my capability and i want to push myself constantly and i think that's why i work so hard because it's like okay i want to i want to be uh what i put out there into the world i want it to represent Which is hard the to do best that i can too because we kind of have to like and put things out in the world because we're always improving though right so we're never the best we're the right, best keeps right. moving mm-hmm. right right oh for sure like i look at my work now compared to even five years ago when i started doing watercolors again. oh yeah i mean it's like you are so it's so, so i'm a fan i'm such a fan yeah. of your work and i just watch you and i'm like how how do you just keep getting better at this? It's so awesome. But, well, I mean, oh, you're true. so nice. I, I'm a fan of a lot of artists, like genuinely, and that's why this show is so fun to do. I get to just fan out on you. Right. Um, I right. wanted to just share. Do you know MJ Anderson, the sculptor here in Oregon? She's been involved mm-hmm. with the Sitka Center for mm-hmm. a long time. At the Sitka. Oh, okay. Educational. A bunch of years ago, I was I was mm-hmm. like twelve week, like just at the point of pregnancy where you can tell people. And I told her I was pregnant, and she put her hand on me and she said, "This is the best thing that could ever happen to your art because you are going to learn how to organize your time like never before." And that. That was like a shining, that was the biggest gift. She's dropped a couple bombs like that to me over my career. The other one was 
if you don't care about your art, nobody else will. <laughs> that was when I was mm. like 20. Wow, that's a good one. Like, oh, blase. But that one, in terms of like the death that the death of ego and identity that came with becoming a parent, and like we're living it. I just installed my mm -hmm. first show, and my daughter turned four the same week. So we just saw the impact on my actual output. Oh, oh are you there? Sorry. That like you, like, people I'm like here, you who are working Sorry. artists who have raised a family who are doing it. You're such a example of of what is that we can do it, and we also work really hard. We work a lot. We work a lot. Yes. Yeah. As moms, as parents, we work a ton. And you, and she was right. You do learn. Like I would learn when the kids were little, I had my studio just off the kitchen and I literally would like pop in there like, oh, I have a half hour. Oh, here I go. And it was amazing yeah. how much I could get done when you have that structure. The other thing is, is that um, I, I just, I created art in with and amongst my children. They were always in the thick of everything and they were i mean they were all printmakers because that's what i was doing at that time and my entire family knew how to make a dry point make an etching they all did stone litho i mean they just that yeah. yeah so they became a part of it as well and i think that what didn't happen for me as a as a young mom was i didn't grow my imagery like i stayed with very uh -huh. familiar imagery for a really long time and that's actually where that's actually where the Raven Press name yeah. comes from because that's like all I well, did. I have to take some yeah. variable out for a while. Yeah. You do, yeah. That's you have to take some, really yep. affirming yep. too. So, um, so so many questions, yeah. and we're going to interview you again because there's a lot to cover. But this idea of working in multiple mm -hmm. mediums and wanting to have a sense of mastery and your prolificness has led you to be able to have this career, and we're now calling you no you're not an emerging artist you are a mid-career artist mm -hmm. what what is that like right <laughs> what is that i don't know what it's like how <laughs> it's so, hard yeah, how yeah. <laughs> um it, it's great yeah it's great in a lot of ways it's great because um it's like wow when i look back at like when i look at my mm -hmm. cv when i look at my resume and I'm like, oh, wow, look at what I've done. Like, look at, look at how many shows I've been in. Look at all the solo shows that I've had. Look at my art, like the number of pieces that are out in the world that people are living with. That's like, I mean, that's like the biggest compliment ever. And I, and I just, I love that part. I love that component of being kind of established in that regard, like mid-career established, like people, I mean, I'm not, I'm I'm not famous, but there are, I have a patron. I have a base of people who know who I am, who know my artwork, mm -hmm. who live with my artwork, who continue to collect it. And that is, that just makes it all even, you know, so much better. Like the, the course yeah. is incredible joy in the creating of artwork, but then to have people respond to it yeah. enough to want to live right. with it in their home. I mean, that's just, that's amazing. And that the fact that, because I know what it's like to live yeah, with live it is. artwork. It's like, I call it live, live artwork. It's like, like winking artwork. at you like Harry right? Potter style. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, it hits you here. Like there's pieces I walk by in my house that just give me that, oh, that they tug at my heart or they give me a feeling every time I look at them or, or enjoy them or whatever. And so thinking that that's something that's happening yeah. with my art out in the world 
is so great. And I don't think you're really, I think as an emerging artist, you don't really have that established kind of base yet of, of your art mm -hmm. really being out mm -hmm. there all over the place. Um, so that's exciting. And it, it is, it's, it's great. But I also, it's a weird, like I was telling yeah. you earlier, it's a weird limbo place to be because I'm not yet, I'm not established enough where I can just kind of do whatever I want. And like I'm in, you know, I'm not in multiple galleries yet. I'm in two, well, I'm actually in two, three like galleries right now. <laughs> right, but I guess multiple to me yeah, feels like, yeah. like all over and all every gallery sells every yeah. month and that kind of thing. And that's not, you know, that's not quite happening yet. It's so like, I feel like, like I'm in this, like I've passed, I've surpassed the emerging. Yeah. But I don't feel like I'm fully established. It's, and that, that's what I would qualify as mid-career. And I think that just, I think that has challenges and it can be really, um, it can be challenging because mm. I feel like I'm stalling in a way. And even though I know I'm not in terms of like how much work I make and I'm still pushing myself, pushing the boundaries of what I can do with a watercolor and, and pushing, I've developed a style in my dry point printmaking that I love and that yeah. I think I want to stay with, you know, and, and, but pushing that, how can I push that further? So I'm not plateauing mm -hmm. in, in the creating part, but I feel like there's a little bit of plateau. Maybe, maybe this isn't the case for all mid-career artists. I don't know, but I feel like there's a little bit of a plateau in growth uh -huh. beyond the studio. Yeah. Um, you know, like how, how do I, okay, so how do I get into more additional galleries or how do I, how does my work get exposed even further? Cause I think, as an emerging artist, I feel mm. like everyone wants to give you the opportunity. And as someone who's been around for a while, they're kind of like, oh, well, they've had their opportunity, so we're going to choose uh, the emerging artist yeah. instead. You know, like, and I don't yeah. know if that's and true, you, but that's what it feels like. You you're prepping. Is it okay to share, like, your, you got, mm -hmm. I'm sharing it. You got some sections oh, this year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, mm -hmm. oh, yeah. The past year and a half, and then that's, that's where it really hit me because it used to be that I was very selective on, I'm mean, very selective on what I apply to. I think as all of us artists are, we're very careful about what we, how, how we put ourselves out there and what we're going to um, apply to or, uh, yeah. uh, you know, aim for, whether it be artist residency or um, a, sh a solo show or a group show or a juried show or, yeah. you know, any opportunities like that. And it, so for a long time, I felt like things were just like, oh, another opportunity. Oh, another, it was happening, happening. And then the past year and a half, it's just, there's been a lot of rejections of things that have surprised me because I feel like, oh, okay, well, my work is more cohesive yeah. and full bodied than ever. I have more work than I've ever made before. I def, and, and it's, it just seems like, at this point of, of feeling semi-established, like it seems like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll, that's an opportunity that I would fit. That would be oh, a really good yeah. fit for me. And then I don't like get it. Bummer. Like, the thing of, of you, because you're being selective, you're expecting it to be a better mm -hmm. fit because you've selected it as a knowing your, knowing your work, kind of knowing the world. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And so there's been some surprises and it, it definitely has knocked yeah. the wind out of me. Like, huh, okay. 
because I'm like, well, how do I keep growing if I'm okay. going to get these rejections? Like, how do I grow outside of the studio? Like I have, like I said, I have no problem growing inside mm -hmm. of the studio. And that's something that I, that's my own challenge and my own yeah. internal thing to do, but right. growing outside of the studio, how do I, how do I have the, the, um, I, like the, the strength to keep like, yeah. I don't know, rejections are hard. There's a sting and you have to, you have to work. You have to like, I tell like my, all my, all three of my uh -huh. spring yeah, are in the arts. Yeah. And so, you know, and so they get, they get the rejections too. And I'm yeah. like, okay, just live with it and sit with it. It process mm -hmm. it for the next 24 hours. Yeah. You're going to feel better after that. Like it's going to, but it is, it is part of it and yeah. it's hard. I mean, it's, it's hard. So I guess that's where the mid career thing, I'm kind of right. like, like what, you know, I like I the guess, stage. So seeing you, I love the way you defined kind of the emerging artist is, is like, there's, there is kind of a help for the come up in terms of grant funding, in terms of preference for a show being held a few spots for emerging artists, residencies, stuff like that. Yep. Um, if you're an emerging artist, artists watching this chat at me I can point you towards stuff um but you're saying like what defined you as mid-career is you, you have an established patronage your work's out there in the world you've done a bunch of those things you're you don't really fit the category of emerging but you're not so established that you can kind right. of just like buck off and do whatever you want you have this sense of like you're still hustling you're still right. you know applying lots of things um you're pretty well established in your creative voice and mm -hmm. your work what you actually make but it's more of the art of your career right now. What do you feel like would give, like what are like right. three or four examples of something that would feel like a big break right now for a mid-career? Oh, I think, I think more gallery representation. And I know there's a lot of, there's a lot of talk or not a lot of talk, but there's a lot of differing opinions on whether or not an artist needs a gallery or can you survive without a gallery, like being represented by a gallery. And I've, I've, I'm not, I'm on social media, like I'm doing it, but it's definitely marketing oh yourself God. is a lot of work as you my know, whole career. and any yeah. artist who does it, it's a, yeah. And it can be like, really, like you can put so much, so much into it and then just like nothing happens and you're like, what the heck? So that's a whole thing that I've just like, okay, I'm going to try it. And I, I don't want to say I didn't do it all. I didn't do it all in. Like I didn't totally go gung ho, gung ho, but I, I have a pretty good concerted effort. I have a, a decent email list yeah. and I I've gone to some, um, you know, art shows and art, mm -hmm. like the art fairs, like good ones to try to like to, to build and grow my audience. And I've done all that, but I also, I'm also in a couple of galleries and I have to tell yeah. you, it is so nice I'm for them to healthy. do the work. Even though they take such a high percentage or they take such a, a good chunk of the, 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 yeah. the, um, the cost or the, the price of the, the piece when they sell, but it's so nice to be, totally. to have them do I mean, that I work. Have this, I'm grabbing like a piece of paper because it's so visual, but I have this theory that like, if we price, if we price our artwork at a hundred percent, half of the job is selling it. The other half of the, the price, mm -hmm. you know, is goes to business, and then a quarter of that or less is what you live on, right? So you have to think about your right. time and energy. Right. And it sounds like what you're saying is you've been around the block, you've made tons of work, you've ha you've been represented, and you've self-represented, and you understand 
that a gallery taking half of it is earning it because it is so much work to yes. be our own self-represented brands. Yeah. Absolutely. 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 So I recognize mm -hmm. the value there. And I think also the other thing is, is that I feel like if you're not like, I don't do a big show circuit, like the art fairs. And I mean, I've been tempted to, to look into well, that more, but that's a yeah. whole other exhausting lifestyle. Huge commitment. And so there's, there's that angle. So if you're not, so mm -hmm. it's really about exposure. Like for me right now, the big break, mm -hmm. a big break would be getting more exposure. Like somehow, because when I have exposure, I feel like people respond to my work. Mm -hmm. Like when I do do the art fairs, yeah. you know, it's nonstop talking yeah. to people you're for you're the amazing three days. To see in person. Um, when, when I when I do when I when I have openings at the gallery, I mean, it's there's a lot of people that come, and yeah. there's a strong response to my work. And I I when I do artist talks, so there's there's a lot of response, but it's it's getting the exposure. So really, like right now, I'm kind of like okay. I'm ready for like, you know, a couple more yeah. galleries, like across the country. There's gotta be someone who wants to sell Love some that. Jennifer Anderson. Okay, so you want more galleries, <laughs> but it's hard. You want some more galleries selling your work and, and introducing yep. your work to their communities. Yep. Cause that's another bit of a gallery is right. their community. What else would be like a big break? Another big break, um, I guess, I don't know, big break, but I guess opportunities. I would, I would love yeah. to do another artist residency somewhere. Um, and those are, I think, I don't want to, I don't know if this is the case, but this is my read on everything. I think because our, of our wonderful technology, galleries and artist residencies and all those opportunities are saturated uh -huh. with applications. Yeah. Like, like when I first started my art career, you know, umpteen years ago you had to mail everything in physically you had to take pictures of your work and put it on a slide and send it in and fill yeah. out by hand the application form and get it postmarked by a certain date I mean it was like a totally different yeah. experience and you had to be on it and for the most part you only found things mm -hmm. that were kind of local regional to you from bulletin boards or from mailings or postcards it wasn't you couldn't just go online yeah. and search uh, all over the like, world, you know, right. and get hits from all over the world. So I think that there's, there's a, uh, there's just, yeah. there's so many artists applying to so many things that I feel like the applications are like so, people yeah. places are saturated, but I would love to do another artist residency. And I think, Part of that, even though like I'm not I'm not fully an empty nester, but I mean our kids are our kids are grown. They're not yeah. completely fully launched, but just about. Uh, so even just being here at the house, there's still there's still life. Oh. You know, there's still life that happens. Like taxes have mm -hmm. to get done, and grocery shopping, and meals are eaten with people. Whereas like an artist residency you get to completely dive in right. and, and like everything right. else just goes away. And the type the growth that I have had at the couple of artist residencies <laughs> that I've done have just been tremendous. They've, it's like super inspiring and I'm always super motivated and something different That's always so comes amazing. out of it that I wasn't I want, expecting. I, I, so I want that you to have another this thing artist residency like. that's super supportive that introduces you to a whole new community and and then you get gallery you representation go. on that. This is all, this is a fit. This totally fits. This is happening for you. Yeah. I think, 
I yeah, just anything. Kind of, you're welcome to make it fun a friend if you just want me to pep talk you into applying, you know, because it's I know. just like, I remember, can I share my memory of, of opening all those applications? Like, okay, I'm going to tell a story. <laughs> back in, back Go ahead. in the day, I was right at the cusp, you know, I graduated with my BFA in 2007, so I actually had slides in my portfolio. But uh -huh. in 2008, being program manager at the Sitka Center for Art and Ecology, it was my job to actually go drive to the yep. little post office in Otis and get them. And there were over 100 applications for, at the time, it was 12 residency uh, spots for the coming year. And they were all these, like, manila envelopes. Or gourd. They're all from an artist yeah. or a writer or musician who's just poured their heart into this application and it was my job to open them and read them and some people sent artist books and like original it was nuts it was like they were wooing the entity that was sick at which at the time was just like me the executive director Eric, and like you know it was like we're just the staff and i remember though the shock at the time that i saw after preparing all of that and organizing the jury of like uh, of artists who volunteered to sit on the committee and review because you get yep. this thick packet with all the hopes and dreams and the references in the CV and everything. And then we streamlined all the images. It was like right at that time where we could then digitize them. And everyone around the table went like this and it was what, five images per person? It was like thunk, right? Thunk. They're like, yep, yep. thunk, <laughs> you know? Nope. And they narrowed down this pool from 100 down to, you know, maybe 30, maybe a little less than 30 that they actually would then sit with the application and read. And it was just, holy cow, right. that is, that is what it's like. And yeah. It's pretty, it's, it's hard. Harsh. And you have to understand, like, it's so subjective to a point, like, because it depends on those people and it depends yeah. Yeah. for that position, like you're seeing now. They want to, if there's 12 spots, they want to give like three or four of them to an emerging artist. They want to give, you know, three or four. Mm -hmm. Like there's like kind of demographics you're trying to hit when you're accepting too. Right. So it can just be a numbers game. Yep. Like there's too many emerging painters who applied. It's nothing personal, whatever. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I completely agree. Mm -hmm. So that's like just, just a saturation component of of that whole thing. And I think galleries uh, and galleries is that's unique. You don't, you know, trying to sell yourself to a gallery or trying to, um, you know, offer what you have, like, and convince, not convince, but find that, find a gallery that's going to be a fit. That's going to like, they're, they're going that yeah. you can, that you can work well with that they think they can work well with you. There's that whole thing. And I, I yeah. haven't cracked that nut yet. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, so it's a long process. Um, I think I think that's what's hard um, in this mid-career world of like, okay, no. like, no. have I already peaked? Never. Never. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I know, but that's that's like something that that's something that you kind of like. Oh, okay, rejection, 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 and then like, okay, how do I like I said, like growth outside of the studio? I think that's the only way I can describe it is is where I'm at in terms of like, that feels like that's plateauing and no, I want, I, I don't want it to, yeah. Yeah, I want it to keep want moving. Residency yeah. And those, so, you know, the yeah. Sense yeah. 
Well, here's the other thing. I mean, we have this place in Vermont. We have our family home there. And, you know, the plan is to build a, a great studio because I have printmaking presses there. And I have, you know, I have stone litho a, 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 a capability there. And I would just, so that's the other, yeah, like, yes, I think you asked for three, yeah. like, three great breakers. And that's the other one is cool. to get that okay. studio built. That's um, yeah. And apart so that, your, that your life in California, like, yeah. so I'm, I'm losing you a little here. How's the connection now? Yeah. It's better. Okay. How's so that? It's more, better. like several more galleries representing you. A significant artist residency experience that you, you win. You get like, you get, and then completing your <laughs> studio in Vermont that, what would that allow you to do both in your right. career and in the work itself? Yeah. At the studio in Vermont? Um, I think, so I'm in a, I've always been in a garage. My studios have always been in garages mm -hmm. and that's wearing, uh, you know, they're cold, they're damp, it's, the light is, uh, but I've always made do. I've always said, I've never like, okay, this is my space, you know, and I make it like as best I ca as I can. I would just, I think at this point, having a large open studio um, that's well lit, that all the equipment yeah. is there, that I have a sink in, like there, there's facilities of an art studio that would make yeah. like life as an artist like so much better and so much, I don't want to say easier, but kind of necessities. Like we have a, yeah. there are necessities yeah. as an artist. And I think part of when I was emerging for all those years, I didn't, I felt, I, I, don't, I felt like, not that I didn't deserve it, but I felt like, well, it's, it's not, it's not really a career. I'm kind of emerging. I'm making art, trying to have my art career, but it's not really there yet. And so it's okay that I'm in a basement or in a garage because it's mm -hmm. not, I don't get to do it all the time. You know, it's mm -hmm. like, it's not, I'm not trying to make a living at it or whatever. Yeah. But now, because that's where I'm at, like, it's like, okay, some of the basic necessities of being an artist, yeah, having dude. a sink and having the yeah. right facilities for yeah. like the right equipment and everything. And I think the other thing is like having that big studio, having a studio built there um, would also offer me like my yeah. own created artist residencies like when i when i go to vermont um the house is um free of yeah. clutter because we don't live like you can't remember all your to-dos <laughs> right um it just there's a very um it's an escape yeah. it's in a very rural location and so it's very removed like you feel yeah. like you're stepping back in time uh -huh. when when i go there because you're just like, you don't care about the internet. You don't, you just, you don't care about, cool. it's just, it's very removed. It's very, yeah. it's a different pace. And I think I would absolutely like create my own, like, oh, I'm going to go for my like printmaking, my, I'm going to go do stone litho for two weeks and go, oh, I want go doing your work do that. So much. Um, yeah. And I, cause I want to, yeah. I want to keep growing as a printmaker and I really, I really want to, like, I just don't have yeah. the facilities here to do that. You know, that's why uh -huh. I work in woodcut and dry point, because that's what I can do here. That's what mm -hmm. I can do in a studio that yeah. has limitations. Um, so you have, okay. Direct. This is very clear, honestly. Clear. And it seems like, oh yeah. Um, can I put on my art mentor hat for a minute? Okay. 
So yeah, this please is just do. really fun, right? I love just like giving unsolicited advice. This is the best. One thing that really stands out to me is publications, and I'm curious what your current mm. uh, application practices or or awareness or like you know your relationship with getting published both in print and online media. What kind of publication mm. strategy or what what's have you been? I don't have a strategy. So the the thing things that have happened to me in the past couple of years have come to me. I haven't I haven't sought anything out. But that's a really good, interesting part. I never yeah. thought of it as something to seek out. Um, so my experience has been mm -hmm. like I did I did one for Sitka. I did a online. Um, yeah. It's is it called from the studios yeah. or in. Okay, so I did that for them a few years ago. I did, I was in a magazine yeah. here in Carmel called Carmel Magazine, which was a pretty big deal mm -hmm. in 2021, I think. They did a feature article on me. Uh, and that yeah. again, they came to me. Uh, I've had like other, mm -hmm. I've had, there's a writer here in Monterey who she calls me once every year or so and, yeah. and includes me in an article that she's writing. Um, but I haven't, and I've and yeah. I've published a book. I've published a book yeah. of um, of my yeah, of my, yeah, all my sketchbook pages and whatnot. So I guess so. I, I but I haven't done anything really recently, and I don't. I guess I hadn't yeah. thought about a strategy for doing that. I know I'm I'm planning on having a solo show mm -hmm. next year in like hopefully in May yeah. at the gallery in Carmel. And that will um, that. include a book that I, that I'll publish yeah. to to um, sister with the with the with the with the pro. Actually, you know what? It's on. It's on. Oh. It's, it's on a hundred days. Magic. There's something magical <laughs> to the structure of this hundred day challenge. So, yeah, I've done the thirty day challenges a lot, and I did that fifty one that fifty uh -huh. day thing when I was turned fifty. But I started, I was like thinking of, because you have to apply for these shows at the gallery like a year and a half in advance. So when I was thinking about when I was pulling the proposal together several months ago, I was like, you know, it'd be really great to, to do a hundred day challenge for myself and have it culminate in a show, a solo show, but also then yeah. published a little book that like shows either the process or just shows all the little hundred day sketches that I'm going to do that like that. Yeah. So anyway, so, but I haven't, I think it's interesting you said what my strategy cool. is for publications. Yeah. I don't have I mean, one. what's really, <laughs> really standing out to me is PR strategy for you. And I am, mm -hmm. um, are you a part of the art brand Alliance yet? You know about it? I oh, am. So let me tell I you don't about know the Art if Brand I'm Alliance. A part of that the one. Art Brand Alliance is a professional organization started by the dear, the wonderful Betsy Cordes, who worked for years and years representing and like then became kind of co she's like a amazing career like consult person. She's amazing. She's such an advocate of artists, and she started to see a need for this new niche that happened with the rise of self-representation with the internet where we are our own brand as artists and we're not necessarily all in the traditional gallery track you're, you're definitely more owning that that right. side of it and there are artists in there that have it but a lot of people are working in illustration and licensing and some sort of like you know but it's all self-represented art brands and you're at kind of a certain level of professionalism and running the business around it um 
And so inside of there, there, we share a lot of resources and there was a PR training, like a whole PR company came and, and did a, a training mm -hmm. and I could look up the name. I almost want to just to speak it into life right now for anyone. Um, yeah. But it kind of opened my mind to the fact that, um, oh yeah, someone watching is saying, Art Randall, made this one. yeah, um, I've recommended heaps of people to it. I love it. We needed it in our, in, we needed it in, in this reality. Um, yeah. Yeah. But like a PR strategy and you can, I don't know what your, your means are around that, but that's also the point where if you're able to just hire that out to someone. Yeah, I know. My husband says that to me all do. the time. This is the kind of like on my wish list when I do have a, a bajillionaire dollars, I want to just, you know, hire that out because they'll be pitching you to publications, pitching you to galleries, you know, they'll make a whole strategy around exposure if that's, or if you want more representation and then you'll have like right. someone helping. But what they also will do is like, gosh, I'm making like a commercial for them. <laughs> like, it's also that's okay. Good. I'm like, learning. A great grant application. If you don't have means to hire is to apply for a <sighs> professional development grant to hire a PR firm that specializes in finance because they do a consultation right. and do a website sure. audit. You have this beautiful new website, do all of your work in alignment with your goals and then create a pitching strategy. It's like a really, it's a, it's a long game. Pitching is, you know, the next one to sure. three years. Yes. Like, cause you have to follow up, follow up, follow up. Right. And it's definitely the kind of thing that, you know, sounds amazing. And as those of us who are used to hustling and kind of doing it all ourselves, I just want to say that to you. I'm at a, much more emerging yeah. stage in my career, but I just hang out in these conversations. So PR is like the thing to help you mm -hmm. right now. Right, right. Yeah, I know you're absolutely yeah. right. That's not, so it's called so Art Brand, Brand Alliance. Let's see if I can look them up actually. Um, not, yeah. yeah. I can look it up no, but we're done. Um, but yeah, that's interesting. That's the other thing is like understanding that it is a very yeah. long-term process, this whole, self-promotion versus like I think you have to have self-promotion and you yeah. have to kind of be into you know into, all, into galleries yeah, or into art that. shows or like it's all it, yeah. it's all a little bit of everything um and but it is learning how yeah how do you yeah. pitch it how do you pitch it how do you build that? I mean I've done some coaching classes or not coaching classes yeah. but like workshops online I guess um, yeah, definitely not coaching, but like workshops online. And I, I recently did one of like how to get into the oh. galleries and it was run by a gallery owner and she was awesome and she was super helpful, but basically she's yeah. just like, it's a long-term play. And so like when you said like they're the whole object, the whole part of it is like the long, it's the long term. It's like, okay, yeah. one year, two year, three year, like what is, what's the, what's the, what's, what are the goals yeah. and then, okay, what's the game yeah. plan? Uh, and I can see how that yeah. would be incredibly and, valuable. I mean, right. I, I can like nerd out and speak this conceptually. And then I'm like, it's, it's just a lot to implement in our career, in our, there's so many things we can do it just is. in one lifetime in one career with the you know, mm -hmm. capacity we have. Mm -hmm. And so I think what I see my friends right. who are artists who are out there, like just rocking it. They usually have like a team in helping <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Think about 
Yep. Yep. But then the team part, like my husband, that's something my husband is like, you gotta hire somebody, you gotta hire somebody. But I'm like, well, I don't, but I'm not quite there yeah. yet. Yeah, like, like I'm not quite there in sure. terms of, sure. right? I feel like I don't really have the income from my art yet to support yeah. hiring someone to do this stuff. But if I hired someone, would the yeah. income come? Like, I don't know. It's like a micro like, business made just for that angle. And it's like how much you had to risk or invest right. in it. Or the possible outcome right, of that, like right. being, you know, then there would be a ripple effect across your career. Yeah. I'm not a business coach on purpose because this stuff yeah. isn't really my strength of being like, it'll definitely pay off, you know, but it, it's like for you oh, right. to have your gallery representation and just like be able to be um, going to these residencies and getting in the enriching experience and going to Vermont and having your work. Like that's the future I want as a fan of your art for more of your time. Oh. Spent doing that. So that's I feel I'm really, you, like you make me accountable. Yeah, too. It's like, okay, so now I'm going to make this happen. It's inspiring. Like, and so thanks for indulging my, my nudges as they came in to, to recommend some stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, someone commented yeah, who is also in the Art Brand Alliance. It's just artbrandalliance.com. And then you join the list and uh, applications okay. open once in a while. And like I said, there's a whole bunch of criteria. It's been very consciously created and co-created and evolved to have mm -hmm. like a level of professionalism and be inclusive and not be like, it's just an amazing organization. And when artists get to the point in our careers, when we're able to be part of it, I highly recommend it. Even just, yeah. God, okay. I'm doing commercials yeah. for other people's company. Cool. This is great. That's the point. Also join school <laughs> where I'll teach you all, everything I know about art. <laughs> and Jennifer, yeah, um, right. you do awesome emails. I always enjoy and you put a lot of love and your your personality and obviously we get to see your art so y'all on her email list right. so you can watch that yeah yeah you can get my mm -hmm. email through my instagram handle yeah. or whatever yeah through my link tree yeah i don't i'm not as consistent that's another thing that i'm not as consistent about like because it's the whole marketing thing it's the whole making the time ah. and making the plan to to send out that email and, and make it interesting where people are going to want to read it and, and not see feeling I, like you're doing sell, sell, sell. Right. That's the other hard part yeah. about being your own promoter is that you're, you're faced with balancing. Okay. I, I want my, I want, I want people to connect yeah. to my work. I want to connect to people, but I don't want it to sound like I'm just yeah. trying to sell but all the time. So, so, um, so I try to, <laughs> We have to, right. But I also, but because of yeah. that, I'm not consistent with my email. So you won't get spam, True. in other words, if you can find my email yeah, list. Very, very considerate yeah. emails. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is a good yeah. place yeah. to wrap up this one. And then I'd love to have you back on the show continue to make this yeah. a long-term project. Um, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, you, you're, you're amazing, Anamika. I just have, I've, enjoyed knowing you even though we've only met in person a couple of times like it was profound enough where the online connection has been has continued which is really nice and i think that these art interviews are so much fun and uh you know well just gaining insight you you have you have a great way of interviewing people you have a great way of of having that mm -hmm. art conversation and and bringing mm -hmm. so much to it 
And it's so great as a viewer of these interviews to, you know, to, to watch and to see like all these different artists and where they're at and what they're doing and, and what they have to say about all kinds of things. I mean, it's been really, it's been really great. It is so great. You will laugh though. I was at, I was at Laurel Thirst Pub last night, like listening to live music with friends and, uh, this musician I know, John Craigie, I hadn't seen him since before the pandemic. I was like, John Craigie, bring it in. And then I just started interviewing him. Like, I just can't turn it off right now. <laughs> and my friend I was with was totally teasing me. He's like, <laughs> you know, you just put him on the spot so much. But John Craigie, like, rolled with it and kind of did an extemporaneous, like, musician interview. <laughs> I, I just am enjoying becoming community character now I think that it's really tapping me into something that I've always um loved and that's just celebrating the creative in all of us and um yeah right right finding my voice I'm finding my voice as whatever we're calling this as a show host as a fellow art friend well you're also I think think a part of it too is that you're intrinsically someone like it, it seems like inside of you is you you tap into other people's potential or you see potential yeah. in other people and you bring that out in them but you're also you're also so very interested you're so well versed in the whole creative realm that you're you're you have great questions and you have great um mm-hmm. yeah you just have a great style of of the conversation the art conversation is very that's natural so, to you, I think. That's really cool to hear, and yeah. I, I am taking that in, and it's so fun to know you're, you are, and other artists are, like, binge-watching these while creating and feeling seen and heard in that way, and I've been asking a couple of people in my life to give me feedback on, you know, how to improve, mm. too. Um, like, my mom did a lot of acting, mm. so she's helped me with my hand gestures because <laughs> like I do want, I want to get good, just like if you want to get good at your watercolor your printmaking and your oil painting I want to get good at hosting the art friend show I've been teaching and mentoring forever and ever and ever mm-hmm. and I feel like the two areas I want to grow now are my mm-hmm. art friend show and my actual artwork like they're both having a moment right, where they're right. they're ready to to love cool well yeah. Thanks for showering me with that That's affiction. Awesome. Let's oh, end this here, and uh, <laughs> I'll just debrief with you in the Zoom if we still have that open. Thanks for watching, everybody, and we'll yeah. see you tomorrow for another one. And go love up on Jennifer. Give her a follow. Get on her email list. Watch her realize these goals now that you've these. Yeah. yeah. Now, now that they've now yeah. that they've been spoken, Animal. I'm going to have to make it happen. No, but I will. And I also, I do have, I have a show coming up in June. So if you get on my email list, you will, uh, you'll get info Fun. on and that And can they go buy some right of those now, originals so. that are sitting around behind you that they've been seeing? Have, like... yeah. yeah, cool. People just have to contact me. These I are mean, all things that aren't in the I gallery mean, at the moment. So you could have all out, just like, here. If you've yeah. been watching and want it, now have you. Okay. Yeah. Bye. Thanks, Anamika. I'd love to have you inside of Art Friends School, where we go deeper into these topics. Follow the link that's in the show notes or find it on my website at onamika.com.